Welcome to Season 4 of the Talking Lead AA Quarter. Proudly presented by Citri R. And then the third pin threads. Is this the right website, Clay? Looks like that's <clears> a yes, sir. Kalash Bash right there. Yeah, you can actually uh, pick up um, event shirts there if you didn't show up last year. On sale, too. Wait a year and you get a discount. Wow. Yeah, they need to go. cheap. <laughs> we'll give it a plug when we get on here and remind people that they can go there and get those on sale because they'll probably they'll sell out. on the fat kids sitting on the uh, on the table there. You <laughs> right don't have to show <laughs> All right, AK Heads, we are back with the fourth edition of the Season 4 of the AK Corner presented by Century Arms. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have any representatives from Century Arms on today. Um, we tried, but they're busy, and we'll get them on the next episode. But uh, they are going to put up another 10-pack of the U.S. Palm Mags for you listeners that participate in our, our questions that we have. And uh, we've got some other cool prizes and giveaways that we're going to be doing uh, toward the end of the show, too, as we take your listener questions. This episode, uh, I thought it would be... Uh, fair play because we did last year we had the organizers of the uh what's that red one called red october yeah that's yeah. it red october you know what it is <laughs> out, out west, out west. Yep. out west um and i didn't go to that one by the way but i did go to this one last year i did go to kalash bash texas and uh i thought it was a very well organized event and it was fun Everybody that there was like it seemed like they were family. There was no strangers at this event, uh, and I want the I want the guys to talk about. It. So I've got the organizers of Clash Bash on with us today uh, to talk about the event, and it's coming up toward was it October? Is that when it's coming? Yep, October eight nine. October That's eight correct. nine. There you go. Second weekend. Second week in October. So we've got you've got some time, Leadhead. So if you want to uh, take part in that, but we're going to tell you all about it today, how it came to be, and uh, what you can expect this year. Uh, so joining me uh, is the Clash Bash team. Uh, Clay Owens, introduce yourself to uh, the Leadhead Brigade. Everybody, my name's Clay. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, all the social media platforms, if you do want to find me, it's all under Clayco Forty Seven, spelled with a K. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And uh, happy to be a part of this awesome event, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I can't wait to talk about it. And you went black again for some reason, just so you know. You're you're not visible again. And, oh, I haven't changed anything. Sorry. And are you in Texas? <laughs> yeah, just about an hour north of Houston. Okay, good deal. And then also uh, organizers of Kalash Bash. And I know our listeners are familiar with this company. Dissident Arms, we've got Lan and Mike joining us. Lan, welcome. Mike, welcome. Thanks for having us. Lefty. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're, we're uh, glad to share some information about Clash Bash and tell, tell your listeners a little bit about Dissident Arms. Oh, yeah, this is going to be good, and, and we want to we uh, learn about Dissident Arms as well, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Now, where are you guys thanks located? We're about uh, 45 minutes north of uh, Houston as well. Okay, so yeah. you're, you're down yeah, there in Texas not, too. Yeah, we're not too far from Clay, and so that's kind of how we, uh, uh, you know, became partners in, in Kalash Bash because we're local to one another, and 
wanted to expand uh, AK shooting opportunities uh, to others, so to speak. Very cool. Very cool. And then we've got a special guest, uh, fresh from the ocean, or, or are you, <laughs> are you from the bush? I don't know. Um, depends, depends on the season. Second time guest on the show. We've got our good friend, Neil Vermillion join us. Neil, welcome in. Thank you for having me again. Um, I don't have any relation to the Clash Bass crew outside of shooting in the last two years and having an absolute blast. So yes. I will help plug them as much as possible because it is a legit fun event. Well, I've got sure. I've got two selfish reasons. That being one, why I want what did you on, and then also you made a post recently on uh, your social meds of this concoction that you had built, uh, and and we want to talk about this. AK bullpup monstrosity that that you have. <laughs> yeah, the uh, we'll, we can get into that more in a little bit. But basically, um, if you look at the world right now, um, Ukraine has built, I can't remember what they call it, but they have a domestically produced bullpup. And then in Syria for the last six to eight years, I want to say, they've been making locally manufactured 74 and 47 bullpups. And I was kind of looked at it and was like, I need one of those for my collection because it is now becoming a war history piece, even though we all know that it's a terrible idea and they don't shoot <laughs> their shit, but man, they're cool. <laughs> they look cool as shit. Yeah, absolutely. So so you had one made. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were going to talk about that. And for our video audience, uh, he's going to, he's going to show it, show it to us and talk about it. Um, but talk, but talking about that, the Ukraine war that's going on over there, you can't you, Ukraine and Russia or or the world against Russia or however it is, you know, whatever's actually happening, who knows? Um, you know, we have seen a variety of weapons that they're using over there. Uh, have you guys been keeping up with uh, the war that's going on over in Ukraine? Uh, for the most part, I mean, not not in, uh, you know, not in everyday. Detail, yeah, you're not like on the edge of your seat keeping up with it, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, you never you never know what, what's going to happen, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been interesting to pay attention to it. Plus, uh, you know, interested in some of the the weapon systems, and so to speak. Right, so. and that's kind of why I've been, you know, keeping up with it is because I'm always watching the footage in the background to see what I can see. You know, what what kind of yeah. rifles and pistols and kit and gear that they're they're using. What about you, Clay? Uh, it's it's. It's cool seeing that uh, turn-of-the-century guns are still being fielded and are, and are still very deadly today. I mean, we're seeing everything from Mosins to Stinger missiles all on the same battlefield, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, but politically, I don't really – I try to kind of keep my mind off of it. Yeah, and, and, and know, I didn't want to talk about it politically at all. You know, it's, it's more of – because being gun nuts like we are, we watch that, and, you know, that's what we're noticing. You know, we're noticing – It is. What you think carrying. about it uh, as someone who's there. Uh, I bet there are a bunch of gun nuts who are currently fighting that war, and they're seeing things they've probably never seen before. I'm sure Neil can attest to that. I, I know you know he's a combat vet. Uh, it's got to be an interesting part of battle is coming across guns that you've never seen before and maybe scoring yourself an upgrade, which we're seeing quite a bit of. Yeah, some of the um, pictures that we've seen, it looks like the, you know, the 74s that the civilians are getting are like fresh crisp out of the box. But then you're seeing others that look like they're, you know, 50 years old. So you, so you said you're getting a good variety of, 
of history there as as Neil was kind of pointing out. I mean, this is history. We're seeing history right now. Yeah, it's interesting seeing like uh, like you know Clay was saying, I'm always in the gaunt right next to a dude with a AK-12 with a thermal slide on it. You're like, those yeah. could not be farther apart in time than, you know, obviously someone's been alive long enough to see both of those, but like, that's just, we're, it's 2022. You'd think yeah. a hundred plus year old rifle would no longer be used. Absolutely. Yeah, all of a sudden AK-12 uh, battlefield pickups. So Yeah, lots of those. I wait for those parts to start coming into the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, you know it's, it's, me? it's crazy how much, uh, web, you know, how much hardware that the Ukraine uh, forces and the Russians share, and that's the reason why they have to mark, uh, you know, friendly fire, and why they have their marks all over their vehicles and on their arms is because they literally look like the same units. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So our uh, our good friend James Yeager went over there to do some training. I don't know if you guys know who James Yeager is with Tactical Response. Um, he just got back, like within the last couple of days or something like that. Haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. Um, but you know, he was making some posts and talking a little bit about it as much as he could, uh, while he was over there. But, uh, you know, that, that's going to be interesting too, to hear about. And, and I read something today, I believe it was that there's actually a lot more Americans over there, boots on the ground than they're, than they're actually reporting doing, kind of the behind the scenes, the puppet masters, you know, doing the training and, and all that, which I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. The, That's pretty much how all wars are fought yeah. these days. So there's no, it's all on the news. Uh, and then what's not on the news is, is it's all in the background, but right. there's really no, no full frontal wars anymore. Just the way it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Even the NGO that I was part of when I fought with the Peshmerga against ISIS is over there right now. And they tried to, when I was coming back from Alaska, they were like, hey, you want to come with us? And I was like, I already promised my mom I won't go. So <laughs> I'm out of this one, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking uh, off air before we started recording, uh, Neil. And are you going to change your Instagram name now? Because you're no longer an accountant, so you <laughs> yeah. can't be the combat uh, accountant. So I'm no longer the, the accountant, so the combat accountant doesn't really apply. But I, I don't think the combat fisherman quite has the same ring to it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it does. So, the com a, combat I'm, I'm crabber. Trying, I'm trying to come up with something that's a little applicable, but uh, the combat uh, crabber. There you go. Actually, I kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one. Hey, I see shirts in your future. I see a whole a whole branding thing going on there. <laughs> Where I'm actually kind of working on something like that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us. So you you retired from the accounting industry and you did something. Completely unrelated. You, did you say you went to Alaska? Is that what it is? Yeah. So um, I used. I'm originally from Alaska. I live in Arizona now, and uh, uh, I was a f commercial fisherman years ago when I got out of the army. Uh, so about 12 years now, and um, my old crew reached out and he was like, "Hey, I need a guy for crab season." I was like, "When?" He goes, "Friday." And this was the Friday or Saturday before, and I was like. I could use a little bit of change. So I talked to my bosses to obviously make sure that I wasn't going to put them in alerts because that's not a two-week notice. My CEO was my best friend growing up, so I didn't want to screw her over. And it was uh, end of the year, right before tax season. Oh, yeah. So imagine like the worst time possible for one of your most senior people to leave. Um, 
And uh, she was like, yeah, you know, we'll make it work. My workload happened to, I can offload some stuff. And I got everything done that I needed. And uh, yeah, I bombed back up to Alaska and I was there for uh, about six weeks doing, uh, we fished for Baradai crab, which is also known as tanner. Uh, and then we drag for cod. Um, and then we come back for a little bit and I'll go back up for salmon season um, this summer. So is it like you see on the TV? Um, yep. That, so it's just <laughs> um, like that? I, I uh, need to own um, stock in Dramamine. Because uh, <laughs> over the last 12 years, I learned I get seasick. Um, I don't like seafood, and I don't like the cold. I've been in Arizona for too long. So I'm literally the worst fisherman that you could possibly get. Um, but I really like the paycheck, so I'll continue to go do it. That's what nice. I hear. I hear it's really good pay. Yeah. And I could work five months out of the year and take seven months off and shoot and travel and you know do all that kind of cool stuff. So Nice. The so means to an end. Are they hiring? <laughs> Always, dude. They were like, the, I guess the guys did such a good job during. Um, so during salmon season, you can also do uh, uh, Dungeness crab, and guys killed it so much that nobody wanted to work this winter. So there was literally guys that could not go fish cod and could not go fish crab, where you're making two thousand dollars a day. They wow. couldn't find guys to go do that. <laughs> I was like, hey, soon I got as some friends I can call. They might <laughs> die on this boat, but they'll, they'll come up. Yeah. Soon as my <laughs> hip, my hip gets uh, rehabbed. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a call. Just got to make sure you're good with negative 40. That's as cold as it gets. My mustache froze. Like, that's, that's a real thing. I'm sure we could find a sponsor for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a sponsor for that and do the podcast on the, the crabbing boat. That would be interesting. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool, definitely. So I'm I'm happy for you. I think... I think uh, I don't know. You may have loved being an accountant. I don't know. But it just sounds like the most boring job in the world to me. I've got a friend whose wife is an accountant. And just like you said, yeah. you know, that whole tax season time is just never even see her. Yeah. And it, it, the job itself is boring. But um, and now that I'm out of it, I can kind of tell the community. So I was a cannabis accountant. So I worked in the 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 gray area of of uh, legalization of weed. And um, that in itself was super fun. Because it's you literally yeah. the, nobody knows what to do, so you kind of make up the rules as you go. It's like really, you know. Uh, so the IRS gives us a little guidance, and then we kind of just run with it. Yeah. <laughs> pay us monthly. That's their guidance, right? Oh yeah. 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 Pay us monthly. That's all they want. It's it was weird watching. I had a client um, lost ninety thousand dollars in cash and didn't care. Just lost it. They make that. They made that tomorrow. And I was like, well, the IRS cares, so yeah. find it. So they just misplaced ninety thousand dollars, and yeah, <laughs> I bet that happens a lot in that yeah. industry. I was like, where, where, where did I go wrong? Where I can't misplace ninety grand? If I misplace nine dollars, I'm pissed. <laughs> exactly. If I overpay nine dollars, I'm pissed. Yeah. Very cool. So we're yeah we're happy for you, and maybe we'll get you on, and we'll do a whole like fishing show, and we'll talk about get you on the regular show, and, and talk about that. I'm down. So, uh, Dissident Arms. Yep. Land and Mike. Talk about uh, how you got started, how you got into the industry. Uh, we, we found our way into, uh, into the industry through competition and shooting, essentially. Um, we kind of got into guns, like in general, like a general sense of guns in 2011 and 12. And then uh, there's, we noticed a thing called Three Gun Nation on TV in 2012 yeah and that kind of like spurred our interest in actually not just collecting firearms or range shooting but but uh shooting them you know with a purpose so to speak in, in a competition setting and 
once we shot our first competition, that kind of just uh, spawned, um, you know, a desire to, to you know, become a better shooter. And then that kind of like rolled into working on your own guns. And then, um, you know, we, we our connection to the AKs uh, was was through AK shotguns. So in uh, in uh, three gun, the AK shotgun um, is the best platform by which to, to shoot a box fed magazine shotgun. And so that right there was kind of how the AK connection started. Um, and then for us, that's kind of where we've carved out a niche in the industry was is with AK based shotguns. And then that's expanded now into you know a lot of other things because uh, this is now what we do full time for the last you know three years or so. Um, but you know we were literally just two dudes on the couch, uh, you know that got into guns. And two dudes like, eating Doritos. The- <laughs> yeah, so all the guys at the gun stores they would always talk about shooting guns, but they would never shoot them. And so uh, we we saw the competition and then ended up going to one, and that was you know quite a mental battle. But once we once we did it, we were super hooked, and you know the rest is history, so to speak. But this so is what's your this is all we do. What did you do now. prior to that? What was your background? Were you were you doing the competition shooting prior to that, or was the Three Gun Nation the kind of the thing that really got you got you interested yeah. into it? That was it. Three, yeah. three Gun was the first thing uh, as far as shooting is concerned. Uh, before you know, I, I started or we started just at Arms. I worked at a uh, brass sorting facility. I'd go out and buy brass from you know different ranges and stuff like that, and I was also a partner in a, in a safe uh, installation, a gun safe installation and sales uh, business too. So, oh, okay, uh, nothing really related. But exactly. kind of, you were indirectly, yeah, indirectly into the firearms industry. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I did uh, uh, high end real estate photography, uh, so, and once I got into <laughs> shooting uh, competitions, I was flying a match you know and a cup uh, about every month and so I, all i could think about was shooting another match and we got into building guns and then eventually you know that's rolled into getting our, our own ffl and then just you know diving in deeper and deeper and deeper and then um you know this and the shotguns shotguns is really what's our angle in, into into ak's themselves now we have a, you know a really deep passion for ak's in general right um and Know, in in three gun we don't use a lot of AK rifles. There are some guys that do. Um, you know the Galil Ace is a is a, 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 a you know an option that would actually be quite competitive. Um, but with Kalash Bash, we've we have a, we're bringing our love for the competition uh, and competition shooting to the AK community, which is something that yeah. is a very like new thing. You know, um, there's a ton of ton of two gun matches and carbine matches and other black rifle matches. Um, but not really AK centric, um, uh, and so right. you know, obviously there was Red October, but yeah, I mean, there's that, a couple smaller ones really, scattered throughout the country. Um, yeah, yeah, and we wanted a legitimate AK competition, and that's what we try. We've been trying to work on the balance between um, super new shooters and those that have never shot any type of competition at all, let alone a major match. Yeah. Um, and I want to get into that. I want to talk about the, the history of the Clash Bash, but I want to I want to learn more about Dissonant Arms. <laughs> Hold oh, yeah. on, just a second. Right, right. So, so when you're when you're watching the um, the Three Gun Nation the competition, and did you guys compete in that as well? We did. I mean, we still do. Land and I travel. Um, I mean, we just did four majors in four weeks, so we've been on the road about half about 
two weeks out of the last four weeks, we've been on the road shooting is, uh, competition. Is Three Gun uh, Nation still a thing? Like the actual Three Gun Nation? I don't think they're doing TV anymore, but is no that organization's been dissolved uh, okay. pretty much. I thought it was a bunch of out. Yeah, yeah, they call them outlaw matches, and then there's other organizations yeah. like USPSA has a multi gun match that we just went to the Nationals. Um, so we shoot all tor- sorts of matches and all of the different organizations involved. So we just like to shoot. Basically. Yeah, like, like four weeks ago, we were at Neil's uh, backyard at his home range, like basically uh, yep. there in Arizona uh, for the uh, Superstition Mystery Mountain Three Gun, which is one of the longest standing, yeah. most well. I've heard it's awesome matches in the country yeah and then that kind of kicked off our season so to speak uh and then we went uh we had a match here in town uh, big techs next wasn't it yeah big techs multi-gun which was a first year three-gun match local to us and then uh out to south carolina for uspsa multi-gun national which um they don't do a ton of multi-gun under the uspsa flag or banner so to speak but that is their national level multi-gun event Right. And then uh, we went back out east for Battle for the South, Battle for the South, which was a first year, another first year match. We try to support a lot of matches because we, you know, that's how we we meet customers. That's how we sell guns. The more matches there are, the more the reason there Absolutely. is to buy competition grade. More fire. hands you can so, get them in, definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, so, I but yeah, that. we love to shoot. Honestly, I mean, building guns is amazing, but it's really the vehicle by which we do what we love, which is competing. Um, you know, at a high level. And then, um, you know, we sell a lot of guns to customers, but we want to um, actually beat them with the firearms and not beat us. Yeah, Neil's a great customer, <laughs> one by customer. the way. There's one of your yeah. customers and, right and there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when uh, when you're, uh, you know, when you first got exposed to the, you know, the three gun and then the, the t- AK-12, 12-gauge AK-47, what was your first one? What were you using in competitions? And, and what made you think, I could make this better? So my very first box fed shotgun was like not a competition oriented uh, box gun. It was like more like it was like the age of the uh, the the quad rail zombie killer uh, with the with a big DNA collector on the end because I, I hadn't quite got to like like gotten the three gun angle yet. It was just guns at first, right? And then so my very first box gun was a just a Sega Rock and Lock Sega that was uh, you know I'd actually hired a local gunsmith to, to put together. Um, and it just left, left a lot to be desired, so to speak. And it wasn't a competition oriented gun. And, uh, the Vepper 12 was, was, had, hadn't been imported yet. And, uh, I'd see, I'd seen online that you could buy them on a pre-order and I ended up pre-ordering two of those guns. And that ended up being, uh, my first, uh, AK, uh, box fed gun to use in three guns, so to speak, because it came with a Magwell system on it already. So that's. That's kind of where what the genesis of it was. Yeah, most, most of the uh, AK-based shotguns that were used in uh, three gun at the time that we started, um, they weren't that good to be honest with you. Uh, so it left a lot to be desired, and yeah. it kind of created that void uh, that we needed to 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 get started. So I mean, Mike had two different shotguns by two different manufacturers or, or custom builders, and um, we ended up like tearing them completely apart on the kitchen table and then reworking them uh, so that they did work. And then we saw little, you know, gaps with like site uh, bases that, that weren't um, robust enough for, mm-hmm. you know, what we do. Right. Uh, we saw 
mag systems or magazine magwell systems that um really didn't have a good retention system and stuff like that and so you know we made um improvements to that and i think that's where you know we really took off is because we were able to provide a product that was reliable and that people would you know it's all worth worth the money essentially to buy and get into the open division because open division used to be a bunch of old men uh to be honest with you that were losing their eyesight needed red dots on all that stuff and it wasn't the go fast division yeah uh but now it's it's really become like the f1 side of of competition it's you know it's flat out racing man it's what awesome. would you say is the uh, the most innovative uh design concept that you've come up with for the the ak-12 internal choke system yeah yeah, yeah we partnered with a, a a local company called briley uh manufacturing they're well known they're over 40 years of, of uh chokes of, of you know chokes for sporting clays hunting and all that stuff um and so when we started shooting yeah. we got sponsored quote-unquote by them and then mike uh, basically used his sponsorship to develop that system with them and he can elaborate on that yeah the, the yeah. riley pioneered the fedwall choke technology for for shotguns so internal chokes that were uh installed in all kinds of shotguns that never came with chokes originally so they didn't have a uh, standard winchester choke or remington choke or other uh mobile chokes and, and other other chokes uh that exist out there there's a ton of guns that shotguns that didn't come with chokes originally and so briley pioneered um thin wall choke technology and then when that, we went to them really early on um to add some technical expertise to a some of what we knew the platform needed which was purpose-built parts um and then just somebody to actually refine the refine the product uh, refine the manufactured product from russia i mean it's just it's a really robust platform but it, it just hasn't been refined at all it's not hand fit yeah. you know it's put together in a in an industrial setting and it's a military grade firearm that's a shoot military right it's, uh, ammunition it's, it was made for Ball. peasants and you know to go to war and easy, easy, simple usage. You know, yeah, and magazine, so t ten rounds and less, um, with with really heavy, heavy ammunition. And so, in our game, we want to shoot light ammunition through super big mags as fast as you can with the least amount of recoil. So it's like a big mountain to climb, but at the same time, it's definitely possible. Yeah, well, you guys have definitely souped them up. There's no doubt about it. Uh, just looking behind you there at the, some of the designs that you got going on back there. It's just, I got a boner going right here. It's, it's awesome. Now, Neil, are, are you using one of their 12 gauges? I am. Yeah. I, I picked up the uh, KL 12 elite. Um, funny enough. Um, I've, I've never shot three gun. I've never owned a shotgun outside of a pump 870. And I was talking to Matt Kitzmiller, one of their, their yeah. guys back when he was a local shooter for me. Yeah, He's been on before. And I was like, do I do the dissident? Like, top of line or can I scrape by? And he had a great analogy and this would be for people, I think I, don't, I haven't told you guys this. And he goes, if, if you've ever rode a motorcycle, right? You, you buy a 600 and three months later, you wish you bought a thousand. Right. And, and Matt's a, a bike guy. And I was like, Hey bro, break it down. He goes, bro, elite all the way. It's a, it's a leader bike. You're never going to, you're never going to need another gun. And I was like, done. <laughs> so and so I it bought was. it and it, it and this is the key thing to that also that Mike and Lan always harp on is, Follow the instructions that they send with the gun if you want it to work. If you use shit ammo, if you don't clean it, you don't lube it, you're going to have issues. You're not going to get and results, yeah. The amount of guys at Superstition that had that happened, I was like, what kind of ammo are you using? 
like, oh, I'm, I didn't clean it or I did this. And I was like, there you go. And I was like, I was just trying not to send them to you guys because I was like, they don't, you're going to tell them the same thing. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Clay? Oh, I like to get down to the competition from time to time. That's, that's kind of how I got started. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to hear that story, it's, it's, it's all, it, it all end up, ends up leading into uh, the really cool way that I actually met Mike and Lane years yeah, after getting into Let's hear how you got into, into the competition shooting. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, wish we could see he, you, though. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't have any guns to show. I'm in a hotel room in Victoria, Texas, so nothing to show. Yeah, but you had a cool hat. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I bought a bunch of AKs. I got really hardcore into AKs at one time and had a couple arsenals. This was back when, you know, arsenals were $1,100 at your local gun shop. These it, these were some glory days of AKs. This is circa 2016, and one day I'm eating lunch sitting at my desk one day with my uh, homie Chris and we find a video of Jim Fuller talking about this thing called red October. That was like seven months away at that time. And, you know, I knew who Jim Fuller was. He's like the godfather of AKs in this country. And he's talking about this thing that people are going to make this pilgrimage to, to, uh, all shoot AKs. And me and Chris kind of like slap each other. We're like, nah, we, it sounds cool, but we'd never drive all the way to Utah to do that. And, right. Man, for like three months, I watched that same video on my lunch break, and I finally just spent the money, took the time off, drove 22 hours straight, didn't sleep to Red October the first year uh, with my arsenal, with a Condor chest rig, work work boots with steel toes, looking <laughs> like a jabroni, had no clue what I was doing, 5'11 tactical pants that were like three sizes too big. I've got the video. It's terrible. And uh, somehow, like, finished top 25, but I remember coming away from that so inspired to uh meet more people that were into ak's because i mean dude i'd been raised around fud guns my whole life my dad raised me on wheel guns lever actions pump actions and you know you're around a certain kind of guy when that's all you see so here yeah. i see all these dudes that are larping with ak's i didn't even know people like that were into guns i had no idea about that subculture and we come back and start an instagram and start shooting matches like three times a month we fought a bunch of local carbine matches and we started just slaying these. These are just small outlaw uh, yeah. carbine matches. Nothing to the scale that these two, uh, these three gentlemen get down on. But we were doing really well, and I thought, man, no one gives any love to AKs at competitions. You like, it's it's just ARs and Glocks everywhere you see. Mm. And I fell more in love with the platform, more in love with the people that got down with an AK. And I went to Red October another year, and our Instagram started blowing up. And we started a YouTube channel, and that started to gain a little success just from us out shooting AKs. Anyway, long story short, uh, we just screw around on social media for years, and then uh, I ended up meeting my business partner, Tony Hetty. He owns Kyber Customs. Uh, he's the yeah. other part of uh, Clash Bash that couldn't be here today. He's learning how to 3D print. Ah. Um, you know, That's pretty important. Start- yeah, right seeing, now. Yeah, seeing how absolutely. the government's getting ready to shut that down. Absolutely. And just, you know, like rapid prototyping, it's... It's, it's going to be a good thing. But uh, I meet him totally at random at a little uh, AK Files meet. Shout out to those people who know what AK Files are. Some of the jabronis from that uh, that basically dark web forum got together at a range, and we started shooting. I meet Tony, figure out he's with Kyber Customs. I thought that was cool. And uh, he ended up coming to competitions with us and helping us make videos. And, man, Instagram just really started to blow up, and a lot of people started to pay attention to what we were doing. One day, Tony tells me about these two guys that make these badass race 
Pepper 12s, Dissident Arms. He's like, dude, you got to see these guys. And uh, we, we hang out with them a few times. I think uh, if, if memory serves, I think you guys came out to like one of our 4th of July shoots or something. Back when we had like small gatherings and we started to build a relationship and I shot a match with you guys and uh, did a couple other things. And then they were always talking about, you know, it would be so cool if, uh, you know, and I had come, I had been to Red October two years and I thought, dude, why, why aren't there AK only events happening all over the freaking country? Why don't, there's got to be more people out there that love this platform. And here's Mike and Land making guns that are going, you know, to France and beating the world in the hands of Josh Fralick, just like doing spectacular things with a Kalashnikov platform. And they would talk about, you know, it would be cool to do a big, like a big match down here. And, you know, I remember, I'll never forget it, man. We were all uh, drinking beer at a, uh, at a brat. It was a beers and brat barbecue thing at a buddy of ours that had a, uh, a gun shop. And guys, you remember we're all drinking beers and there was a, you know, we're sitting around a fire and I remember telling Tony, man, it would be cool if we did like a, like an AK event here, like camping, prizes, vendors, like the match, everything, everything that's cool about going to an event. We should all pack that in together, like on top of a match and sell tickets because we had been doing small things up until that point, our Christmas event, Fourth of July events. And we sort of kept drinking and the idea started to sound really good. The so best answers also, are always at the bottom of the next beer. Dude, we, right. were, we were totally batting this idea back and forth over beers, and we finally said, you know what? Mike and Len obviously are more than capable of hosting a spectacular match. They could handle that part. Tony and I, you know, I, I had the big social media platform. I could get the word out about this thing, and we started to build a relationship with vendors. So we said, shit, if we could put some asses in seats and have there be something that everyone can do, General admission just for people that might be a little intimidated by a match but still want to come out and party. Another ticket for people that want to come out and just, you know, go to the races it, and yeah. party. And, dude, that's, that's totally how it was born. We uh, started checking out ranges, found our first range. It was terrifying the first time we did Kalash Bash. We learned a lot, and now we're working on our fourth year, and it's been a long freaking road. But uh, it's been a fun one. Well, congratulations on your, your fourth year, and I know it just snowballs each and every year. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger uh, and more popular. And like you said, uh, Clay, you know, you were kind of wondering why there's not more of these, but there's more of them popping up now. You're starting to see more and more of the, um, you know, AK-specific uh, competitions and shooting events and, and, and yours is an event, you know, you guys have, you, you put on an event. It's not just a shooting competition where I've been to a lot of three gun, uh, competitions and, and things like that. And, you know, that's just what they are. It's, it's, they're, they're set up for the shooters and designed for the shooters to do that. But your event is, is set up for, like you said, the non shooter that can come and maybe they're just a little hesitant, maybe about wanting to, to get involved with it. Uh, but there's so much more to do there for those those people i mean you can go around and you can watch the shooters or you've got these tents set up with all these different vendors and then the vendors themselves have some range things set up uh, to where you can go and you know they got like little mini competitions and they give away prizes and things like that so you don't have to be in the main competition to actually walk away fulfilled with you know not only shooting the latest and greatest in the uh, you know, in the, in the AK market or, 
I hadn't seen any any ARs out there, but you know, the glills and, and you know, com blocks style guns. And uh, the fact that people actually dress up, you know, you don't see that in any, you know, AR black gun competition. Uh, you know, it's it's an event. It's fun. And I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad that you guys are doing that because it has the Kalash Bash and, and what you guys have been doing has, has gone a long way in uh, propelling the AK into more uh, modern mainstream. And because of that, we're seeing a lot of modernization, like you guys have done with the, the you know, the AK-12 with the Vepers and and those type guns. You know, the AK-47. You know, you got companies like uh, Occam Defense Solutions, Brian, you know, one of our sponsors, um, and the company that that Fuller used to work for. And then Fuller started his new one in Arizona, so he's got a whole new thing. And you know, it's just everything is just becoming more and more modern with the AK now. And I absolutely love it because, you know, there's the diehard AK fans that believe that it shouldn't be touched. You know, they've got the Kalashnikov uh, mentality that uh, you're going to hell if you, you know, change the safety or you put a different break on it or something like that. Um, but then you got, you know, people like me that I like changing shit and putting shit on my gun. And, you know, that got me into AKs. To be honest with you, because I, you know, I'm I'm an AR guy. I like all guns. I'm a gun guy. Let's just let's just face it. Um, but I just never was into the AKs until I saw that you could, you know, oh, there's a rail system now that I can do with it, and you know, the accuracy that is improving on the AK. You know, the, the myth about how shitty they shoot. Um, you know, it's just not true, especially with today's technology and the new barrels and things that that people are coming out with. So. Uh, yeah, you guys have done a lot to propel that and, and make that happen, and uh, thank you for that. We uh, we, we appreciated having you out, and uh, glad you came out. And I think uh, all of this would not be possible if there wasn't a huge subculture that wanted to go to something like this. Guys like Neil, guys and girls uh, of all ages, shapes, colors, ethnicities, everything. Yeah. It's a very eclectic crew. And without that subculture, you know, this kind of thing wouldn't happen. So yeah, and that's the you know that's the point also about the firearms community and how diverse we are and we're not the good old redneck bubba uh network that they make us out to be the leftists make us out to be it's quite the opposite of that we're probably the the most diverse the most welcoming industry that there is and it really shows when you go to one of these um one of these ak events um you know it really really shows there and like i said everybody is having a great time. There's not, I didn't see any egos out there, you know, other than a couple of the shooters, but everybody's still having a good time, you know, talking their trash and all that. That's what shooters are going to do. But, you know, everybody in the peanut gallery like me, uh, you know, just hooting and hollering and having a good time. And um, the things that you guys do after two, you, you have like a big bonfire and, you know, cookout and uh, it just, it continues after the event too, to, to build the camaraderie and the, the community. And I think it's awesome. You guys do a really good job with it. So yeah, the, yeah, go ahead. The, the thing about that, uh, you know, guys like some of us here on this podcast, we get the rare opportunity to go to things like shot show NRA, you know, get to mingle with people in the industry. A lot of people will never get that opportunity. Um, so, you know, with the whole campsite and the big party afterwards, you will see everyone from the high end competition shooters 
to the neckbeards that just want to wear their Hawaiian shirts and their balaclavas <laughs> and the vendor. And everyone's drinking and partying together. It's kind of it's like that uh, that after party that's really hard to get into. Only here, everyone's invited and it's heavily encouraged uh, to go mingle and get to bump elbows with people that you probably never would get the chance to. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely. So on, the on that same note, yeah, on that same note too, though, like um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but one of the guys uh, that came down, he did his bastard party at Class Bash. Like that's how much of a party it was. That like I, awesome. I thought this out after. Like I didn't see. I saw him the last day when we were throwing out prizes, and then I was like, "Hey, oh shit, how you been?" He's like, oh, "I've had a fucking great time." And I was like, "Cool, I gotta go." And like that was the only time I saw him because he was just so busy and he wasn't a shooter. Like he didn't shoot at all. He just showed up and had a great time. So like, even if you don't want to do shoot competition and you want to come do cool AK things, like Clash Bash is a great opportunity. Have your bachelor party there. Why yeah. not? That's awesome. Had our first proposal last year. Yeah, yeah. There was That's one proposal? of the unique things about Flash Bash is the uh, it's kind of like the the two sides, but at the same time they're 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 not completely separate. Meaning that there's a legit AK competition going on. There's uh, non competitive shooting opportunities. There's uh, a whole nother you know. So like for instance, this last year it had swelled to 280 uh, shooters in the in the competition, and then over 500 people, I believe, on the range just checking out vendors. Um, uh, enjoying uh, side shoots, non-competitive shooting opportunities, we call them. And um, and then just like the vendor interaction is quite deep uh, at Kalash Bash, which is, is unique in, in, the, um, in the action shooting, uh, you know, events in, in general, um, because, you know, we, we shoot a ton of three gun, um, some other competitions and the vendors get some play, but, but honestly very little play because there's no one at those ranges that's not shooting in the competition. There may be a few people like some wives or some kids, um, some local uh, people that will come out to view uh, the competition, but they're not really there to, to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. As where a last bash, you know, uh, this last year, I mean, over 750 people there for vendors to interact with directly and then to hang out with. And then, you know, that having that connection with your customers is something that, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to duplicate uh, without actually doing it and being involved because um, having social media presence, uh, presence, um, doing you know different things like that, it's not the same as actually being out there and meeting the people, um, and 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 then having those those so many different things going on that everybody can kind of get in where they fit in, so to speak. And then that's you know it's been an evolution from the first year, um, the format uh, exactly you know, and then into the net into the second, third, and now the fourth year. Um, we've been trying to tweak that, um, being able to bring more people in uh, the range, more people in uh, the competition itself, and 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 that's that's I think this year we're gonna, you know, hopefully hit the perfect uh, balance between all those, and uh, we're looking to have our you know the best event yet. So gonna have one baby, so, one K this. So for our listeners, um, where can they go and and get more information about? the collage bash or if they want to register uh, is it full up yet is it sold out yet there's a so right now we're doing pre-reg tickets go on sale uh may 1st first of the first day of next month so yeah may 1st um you can go pre-register right now and basically what pre-registration does you'll get alerted um about half a day in advance to buy a ticket before anyone that does not pre-register so if you want early access you need to go pre-register and keep an eye out for that email uh, we are probably going to 
cap tickets around 1,000 people this year. Uh, as Mike and Lance said, we had around 750 last year, and we try to step it up in increments to what we can handle. Yeah, that's smart. So I can tell you, uh, if you want to shoot the match, you have to pre-register. You have to be quick. It sells out extremely fast. Uh, Mike and Lance have done such a great job of theming this event to not only uh, inspire people, because it is an AK thing, so a lot of the stages are, you know, they do have that niche theme to them, but they're also extremely challenging. And this year we're bumping it up three more stages, so it's eight stages in total. You're shooting for two days, uh, as well as going to the event. Those tickets sell extremely fast, so uh, do not wait. If you want to shoot the match, you've got to act fast the day they go live. So I would get pre-registered. Uh, you can go to clashbashtx.com. It's all there. And if you search YouTube, we have every year professionally filmed and edited um, online. You can literally just search Kalash Fast Texas. You'll find the videos. There's a lot of coverage that should answer any question anyone has. Very good. Very good. So I want to do this because I know uh, a lot of our listeners uh, have questions, and I think the majority of them are uh, dealing with Kalash Bash. So I'm going to go to Instagram. If you guys have social media, you want to pull up uh, the Instagram post that I did. Uh, you go to Talking Lads Instagram, and we're on Facebook also. I've got some questions on the Facebook as well. I remember my, what my question was. I actually left a question on the Instagram <laughs> if you want to start off with that one. Okay, we'll do that. Let me find it. I remember that one. <laughs> All right. Here's our first question from uh, Clayco47. It says, my fave question, what's everyone's favorite crime? <laughs> you want to elaborate on taxes. that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. I just wrote a huge check to the IRS today. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> That's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, I was busting my ass to get mine in a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what's your favorite crime, hey. Clayco? Hey, um... Shooting other people's illegal machine guns. Because I would never do that. <laughs> I like that. What about what about you? Is it the taxes? Is that yours, Neil? Yeah, paying taxes is. I mean, I'll make, I mean that's skirt. I don't want to get myself in trouble by omission, but I mean it, it's yes. paying paying taxes paying is a ta crime. So I mean, it's a legal crime. Right. It's. I mean, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. Yeah, but, but you can make a statement. That's fine. Yeah. What about you, Lan? Yeah, I, I just wrote a tax check. Pretty for business partner. <laughs> pretty good <laughs> tax check. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go with fucking taxes. Canadian's fire. There's your support for Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Eighty million dollars. They're gonna send another eighty million dollars worth of stuff. I heard they were sending, um, I don't know how many Stinger missiles. It was like $100 million of Javelin missiles. Which is like six Javelins. It's like, six. it's 561.79 Javelins. Because they cost about 178000 per. Well, if we're going to print money, let's at least buy shit from ourselves, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Better than printing money and buying shit from other people. <laughs> Tandem Dooley asks, where is the line drawn on what is an AK for Kalash Bash? I know a Galil is kosher. See what I did there? 
But what about a SIG 553R or 556R or a CMMG Mutant? Would those be acceptable to run as well? This is a CMMG, great... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so those are not AK actions. Um, they, I cannot take an AK fire control group and put it in any one of those. Um, as where with the Galil, um, it does take an AK fire control group. Um, you know, you can figure out... Or a lot of people will... will there, there'll, there'll be discussions on where where the line's at, but in, for for me and for for the rules or the that we're using at, at Kalash Bash, it needs to be able to be an a, a true AK variant, Hold not just AK, AK magazine. So we have we have two guns up here. We have it at Sig five five three on the top there, and a uh, a Bren two S. Bren, nice. Um, that two, they, they're awesome. Yeah, guns, but VZ fifty eights are allowed. Uh, yeah. They're great guns, but they're not AKs. Uh, even if they take a 760 by 39 AK magazine, um, there's, you know, we what have about to, a VZ58. <laughs> What's that? What about a VZ58? Uh, a VZ58. Because that's a question it, on here somewhere. It, yeah, I mean, it's really not an AK to be completely honest with you. But at the same time, um, we're, what we're what we there's been some discussion on uh, the background about potentially allowing some type of comp block division. Um, but you know, we already fill up so fast and, and what happens is you dilute your event, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, by just adding more divisions, um, and then just letting guys show up with ga gamer guns. Um, you know, if it's just an AR that takes a 762 by 39 magazine or, yeah. you know, one of the, this friend 2S up here, which is, it, it, it they're just, it, it's, it's you can't you can't keep diluting it. At some point, you have to draw the line. So the VZ58, although uh, we do own some, we do like them. It's still not an AK. So would you say the line is that it the the AK firing group is the deciding factor? That's correct. So we have a a, a PCC division, so pistol caliber carbine division, and mm -hmm. uh, you know there's there's multiple. There's the AKV from Palmetto State. You have the NAC9 from uh, from uh, Century Arms sponsor here on the show. Uh, and then uh, the KR9 from Kalashnikov USA. Um, there are a few other things that could potentially get in there, but all those, uh, each of those guns do take the AK fire control group um, and are AK style actions. So, very cool. Let's see, Bailey. Yeah, we I've let got... a few other things wrong depending on the situation. So, if you reach out to us, if you're in the event, we could uh, we could talk about it. Uh, uh, O'Neill uh, had the uh, the belt fed out. Uh, PKM. Is there a machine gun division this year? Um, That's a question. <laughs> That's one of the questions. I mean, it was briefly discussed, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> very briefly discussed, Neil. Very briefly discussed. <laughs> very briefly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Not this we, year. We are going to um, allow certain things for uh, certain shooters or the, those that are capable of it. We, we do allow machine guns for those that uh, get approval. Um prior to actually using them um the thing is, is we don't allow just mat straight up mag dumping if you are gonna shoot more than two tar uh, shots per target your shots do need to go through the target not just in between targets and tearing up the range <laughs> and the dicks and so forth so um we do we do allow you to kind of uh uh shoot aggressively but all that aggression has to be into targets and not just wherever yeah Makes we got to be accountable for the the rounds so they have to go into the berms and not anywhere yeah, right. Yep. So I just want to let you guys know right. this real quick. I've got a thunderstorm rolling in, okay. so I may lose power. Just so you know. Okay. Um, okay. But 
uh, just let you know what's going on. All right. Also, to, 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 you know, to pile on Mike Lambert saying about it, just because you have access to shoot a machine gun and they give you permission, do not think that that's going to give you a competitive advantage. No. At all. Every <laughs> oh. time I've shot a national machine gun, it has hurt my scores significantly, but fuck, it's fun. But there are opportunities to shoot a machine gun at the event um, oh, because yeah. some of the vendors have those set up. The uh, IWI had the, the GAV set up last year. Uh, I was running That's those. Right. I was helping run those a uh, little bit. But, yeah, so there'll be an opportunity for you to shoot them on the side but not in the competition. Yeah, a lot see. of people get their full-auto cherries popped at KB. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. The Joker 6981. Let's see. How do I read this? Uh, See it stuff like this that makes me wish I still lived in Texas. I guess the only question I have, because I still don't have an AK, well, you need to get an AK, is what would be a decent low-cost first AK purchase? Or maybe a build kit would be better so I can slowly buy and build like the AR I'm almost finished with. What's and your suggestion? You no. Oh. Um. Uh, well, so as far as kit, unfortunately, the, the, the AK market's quite shifted a lot uh, in the last two, three years. And it's and, and this is and even more since kits were first brought into the country. The whole the whole AK kit thing is just that ship sailed. Um, they're not they're not in any large quantities anymore. Uh, you know, there's already been, you know, over the last several decades, there's been three. Uh, major, you know, import waves, uh, obviously stuff in between that. But the, the idea that you're going to pick up some uh, virgin sweet kit, I mean, there are some available, but as far as like highly sought after kits and so forth, yeah. that uh, at any reasonable prices, that, that, that ship sailed. So you can still, if you find a good one, you know, buy it potentially, uh, have a quality builder build it up for you. Um, potentially take a class or something and be able to build it yourself, but that's, it's that's still going to cost you more than than going out yeah. and buying like a Century Arms, you know, their their yep. Visca or their BFT or uh, you know that's even right. Pioneer Arms. I don't know. Are they still are they still importing Pioneer Arms? Uh, you know, it's a lower end. So they're um, building. Uh, I was at their booth at Shot Show. They definitely have some uh, affordable entry level AKs. There's you know there's I've got one over there. Thousand bucks to spend. Yeah, if you get a thousand bucks to spend, you can get a, a decent AK that has a huge aftermarket support. If you want to go Yugo pattern or AKM pattern, there's definitely some stuff out there that's available. They're almost too much to list. For yeah. me though, man, I, I'm a I've become a huge fan of the current uh, Zestava M70. I see them at gun shows for nine hundred dollars. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of those. So for me, if I'm brand new to AKs, that's probably what I would get. Just beware of the aftermarket. It's not as strong as AKMs. That's right. Yeah, I mean, Yugos, uh, Yugos are going to have some some different part fitment. You're going to need to make sure you get Yugo specific uh, parts when you order them. Um, you know, but you have domestic manufacturers uh, like Kalashnikov USA online now. Yep. Um, Palmetto State's doing doing a lot uh, with domestically built uh, AK platforms uh, with really nice barrels in them. Um, you know, the, the, the there is still an import market, but it's it's just it's just becoming slimmer and slimmer, and with current administration and other pressures uh, related to just worldwide production. And, you know, it, it, anything in the United States is, is as big of a market as we think we are. We're still nothing compared to the, the military market worldwide. And, 
and having to neuter our, the guns before they're brought in or yeah. uh, it's really difficult to import rifles so they can have to be brought in as pistols quite often um and so it's just it's getting more and more difficult most manufacturers um if they're smart they're looking to be able to um have a, a domestic manufacturing uh, ability uh capability uh, at least bringing it online because you never know when that door is going to be completely closed and it's an unfortunate thing but that's kind of what we're dealing with yeah. Uh, but as far as it, it, it is, there's a lot of AK options out there, to be completely honest with you. Um, but as far as, you know, budget and price, you know, those things are, are, are quite difficult to qu- cross quality and and, uh, and low cost these days, unfortunately. Yeah. Buy, buy you a Yugo there, base model or something, and then uh, soup it up aftermarket parts. Yeah, yeah. A little bit here, a little bit there as your money becomes available. Uh, BCM 350, is there a particular 7.62 by 3.9 round or bullet weight that is more effective at longer range targets out of an AK? Neil? I shoot 124 everything for my 47s, and I've been able to consistently shoot past 500 with that. Um, I mean, but you're looking at full-size F6. This is not a, you know, sub-MOA round. Um Right. That's as that's as close as I've gotten. Have anybody else tried anything heavier? Or I mean, uh, honestly, uh, it's slim pickings. So I'm yeah. kind of with you know, Defiant's I got some uh, really good 7.62 ammo. Yeah, I mean, there's not a, a ton of match grade options out there, and, and, and from from my experience, those that that have tra- shot and tried to do groups with uh, domestically produced uh, like Hornaday rounds or even other, like, you know, just because it's a brass case, uh, 762 by 39 ammunition, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be more accurate uh, in any way. Um, and, and then there's a pretty narrow availability on the actual uh, projectiles themselves, unless you were to load your own and so forth. But um, like Neil uh, alluded to, uh, it's a military round. Most of the ammunition that we're getting is military grade ammunition um, with a good trigger. A, a good optic or a good iron sights and with a, qu- a quality shooter you should be able to absolutely though consistently hit uh targets that are you know my lights are flashing you know, man-sized targets out to 500 yards you know so. yeah i'd still say i mean most modern ak's are more accurate than the shooters average shooter shooting okay. yeah it's usually the ability to mount mount an optic to be able to see the optic correctly and then be able to uh manage the trigger that's in the gun um you know, so it, it, it's not that the barrel and the cartridge isn't capable of. It's typically the shooter uh, that lacks the ability to, 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 to manage the platform. That may be an unpopular but opinion. But but bringing, bringing in ergonomics into the AK, <laughs> like, the you know, bringing in the quality yeah. stocks, quality triggers, low uh, mounted optics and so forth. And, uh, those, all of those things, you know, longer handguards to keep the barrels off the barricades and so forth. All of those things increase... Your, the perception of the accuracy because you're be able to get more out of the out of the platform with that. Sure. Like how he phrased that, the perception of your accuracy. Perception. Of your accuracy. <laughs> BCM three fifty. Uh, he's got a lot of questions so, on here, but here's one here. It's specifically for uh, Land. It says, "How long will Land let his hair grow?" Ooh, I've been the same thing. Um. I don't know. I really haven't cut it for about three, two and a half years now. So let's see. There's a there's a tornado <laughs> in my area, guys. So Uh-oh. I'm getting all well, kinds of warnings here. 
people are texting me. So I may I may just get sucked out of my roof, but we're gonna we're gonna keep going as long as we got connections here. Um yep. but by the way, Land, my hair used to be that long. Um Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah, I I let it grow out and I'd cut it and donate it and I did it like four times in a row. I'm thinking about doing it again, so I may catch you. I may catch up with you here. What's the what's the minimum length to donate? Is that have to be a certain length? Twelve inches. Twelve inches. Yeah, that's what she's. <laughs> that's size queen, baby. Size queen. Um, Armus Bravis wants to know: Will there be a taco truck? Um, I'd say there's a good chance of that. Tacos are always good. Will be mini trucks. Can't go wrong with a taco truck. Yeah, with uh, with that many people, there'll be several. Uh, food options, and uh, so I, I can imagine tacos being one of them. And we will even have uh, food being served at the campsite this year. Another added bonus for you campers. Very nice. You gonna do? You gonna roast a pig? I don't want to give it away. <laughs> okay. What we have? Right. I guessed it, didn't I? <laughs> Next <laughs> question: Sick Nartini. He's got several questions here. Um, should I trade in my old Yugo NPAP for uh, from Century for a new Zastava USA AK? No. Um, Always keep all guns. Yeah, don't sell guns. <laughs> don't trade it. I learned buy it. the real hard way. The new ZPAPs are so cheap. It's literally one of the cheapest options. Just buy one. Yeah. He's right. You do happen to carry those guys. There you go. You <laughs> give your website. That's right. <laughs> Give your website. Oh, dissonantarms.com. Under brands, you can see everything we carry. There you go. Uh, let's see. I think I hear the tornado. Oh, man. All right, let's I'm do back. a couple more and then give away the prize. I I really probably need to, uh, like I said, there's a major-ass storm going on right now. Um. Nope. AKM Archer, can't wait to see you all there again this year. Honestly, my favorite weekend of the year. Are you going to make it this year? Occam Defense Solutions. Brian's not on the show today. Um, Lefty, are you competing with me? And P-Man, who's in charge of designing talking lead speedos for the competition? So many questions. So I may, depending on if my hip gets better. If it's good in time, I will do that. Who's the, uh, this is P-Man 301. Who was the weirdest attendee at Clash Bash? <laughs> maybe the most unique dress. Maybe that's what he's asking. I don't know. Man, it's almost hard to pick. There's a lot There's of a lot of interesting stuff. people that show up. There's a lot of characters there. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I know who I pick. He actually works for you guys, Mike and Lan. Who's that? So oh. he won last, took last place overall in the competition. <laughs> But he looked oh, good, that's... apparently, huh? He got the Goon Award, wasn't it? Wasn't it the Goon Award or something like he, that? Uh, he won last place overall, so he got a customized leather chest rig with balaclava. He won something else. So I don't remember what else he won, but his attitude. The suppressor. That's right. His uh, energy level uh, rivaled anyone I've ever met at any Clash Bash ever. So... If it's good to be weird, dude, he was he was probably the weirdest one to come out. He was he, cool. He got rewarded yeah. for it too, sounds like. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The young dude that works for us, he's uh he's been working for us probably for like two, two a little over two years now. But uh, we've been introducing him to competitions and brought him out to Clash Bash. Him and his brother. Uh, so they uh, they enjoyed it quite quite a bit. But uh, yeah, he did. I was like the Spirit Award or something. I forgot. Was no, it was for me last place. place. Yeah. Last place. Okay. All right. But, but yeah, he'll be yeah, he'll be back with that suppressor and that chest rig this year. So. <laughs> Let's uh. Um, I was going to ask, so, uh, talk about, you, you do awards, you do awards at the end of the, the event. Talk about that, the awards ceremony. Well, we, oh. uh, for three years in a row, it's gone up to, geez, I think even year one, we had like, what, like $40,000 worth of stuff on the table last year it was almost 60, 60 grand. Uh, basically what we do is, and I'll, I'll let Michael Lang get into it as well, but, uh, we, when we sign on vendors, we basically require them to give way more prizes than any kind of cash contribution just to help uh, overhead costs. So the, the prize table is stacked. Yeah. We don't really make vendors pay for much at all. So we want everything to go back to the attendees. It's a, you know, it's about a 50-50 split. Half of everything you see on that prize table is totally given away at random, or we have special awards. We have a best LARP award, so costume, a, a Kalash Bash spirit animal, and so on. And, and there's then, uh, some really nice prizes. There's yeah. guns and cans and all kinds Everything. of cool stuff. We've given away we've given away so many guns I couldn't even list them all. Ammo, gear, a, 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 a metric ton of optics, uh, all kinds of stuff. But we also do something very special for the people that win the match, based on division. And we are giving yeah, away I, I, a uh, an optic today too from Primary Arms. I forgot. Don't let me forget that. Yeah. Their primary arms are local to us. They've sponsored, I think, each of the last three events, and I'm, I'm sure they'll be back this year. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, the, sure uh, the interesting thing is that is that uh, most of the events that we attend are, are typically strict competitions. Um, you know, the prize table is usually done in order of finish, and then at some point in time, uh, you know, certain things may be given away in a random nature or in some type of like um, uh, raffle or this and that. But uh, with Kalash Bash, when they're being uh, to you know different sides of the event, we want to we want to make sure that we do recognize uh, those that accomplished you know accomplished shooters, those that travel and spend the time and ammunition uh, and travel expenses to be good shooters and and to and to come to our competition. So we do have a, a definite uh, order of finish, first through third, uh, in each of the divisions. We recognize that, um, and then um, we usually make sure we we carve out some uh, nice prizes uh, for for. Uh, those particular order of finish uh, awards, uh, but then a, a, a very large portion of the uh, of the of the you know prizes themselves are u- utilized to make sure that those that are not in the competition have access to them. So if you make it through the gate at Kalash Bash, uh, you get a tag or, uh, with a, your, a, a unique number on it, and that unique number can get you in into a ton of uh, random draw uh, style things. Um, there's also a lot of opportunities as far as like last year we had uh, uh, the AK three gun challenge, uh, kind of like almost like this carnival style uh, 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 shooting. Uh, yeah, I shot that. Comp- yeah, that's fun. Challenges to where we uh, gave away. Uh, it, it is, if you participated in it, each one of your tickets would go into a, a random draw for that firearm that was shot, and then those that were in the competition would be, uh, would come over and shoot uh, it on a different. A ticket so that they were actually since they're uh, heavy competitors that was an order of finish style uh, uh 
giveaway on that particular prize. So the the one thing that we do uh, do is we make sure that each and every prize given to uh, generously given to our event is is uh, distributed to those that they're intended for, which is not uh, Clay, not myself, not Land, not Tony, but to those that are out there. And um, and we do do that. And then we do recognize, like I was saying, order of finish for the competition and then a, a, a ton of opportunities for anybody that makes it into the gate to uh, potentially win, you know, uh, many prizes. And those yeah. those range all the way from from, you know, full length or excuse me, full uh, firearms, uh, you know, uh, all the way down to suppressors. Yeah, um, yeah the, the support from our vendors um, and sponsors, it, it, it's so generous that we're able to equally distribute through performance-based prizes and random draw prizes. And so anybody who comes has a chance to win something, which is, you know, yeah. at matches, you have to perform well to do it. Um, at our event, it's just come in and have some fun through the weekend and you'll take some cool shit home. Possibly, absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I like about it. You know, as you said, you don't have to be in the competition to actually bring home some cool shit. I mean, you could, you could bring home, literally you could bring home a gun just for, yep. just for going and having has fun. A full chance to win something at random. Even the guys, you could win the match and still win something at random because you still That's bought right. it. On yeah, absolutely. This question is from Bo McCowan on Facebook says, can we get a KL or KS12 side stage this year? Any scoop on soon-to-be-out Galil aftermarket parts? Anything new coming out from Dissident Arms? <laughs> I'm laughing because Bo's one of our good friends, and he's, he owns a KL12, and, uh, and he owns a Galil from us too, so it's just funny. Um, so so th this year, we're, so the first year of KB, we, we did an eight-stage competition, um, and then there was the, you know, the general admission side of the event also, uh, year, uh, two, um, I, I'm trying to remember the exact, exact format of the stages, but, uh, and then last year, the third year, we did a five stage competition and those that were in the competition when the, on their off schedule could come over to the 360 bay and we had three AK challenges. And so you could use provided guns and ammunition to, to essentially shoot an additional three stages. Back, you know, getting back to roughly eight different stages. Um, this year, the fourth year, um, after having a doing a survey at the uh, exit of last year's event, um, there's a lot of guys that just want to shoot, uh, want more shooting, and want the competition to be a little bit more challenging and to have the stages um, a bit longer. And so, what we've done this year is we're going to do an eight-stage competition. It can be shot uh, uh, all day Friday or in an AM PM schedule on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, cool. The only other way to get into our shooting competition is to RO at our event. We are going to have generous RO packages this year, um, and ROs will be shooting on Thursday. Um, the 360 Bay this year, which is where Dissonant Arms will be set up, um, I'm sure that somebody's going to come on as a heavy sponsor, but we're going to, in that 360 Bay, but we're going to do a uh, AK shoot house this year. And so the shoot house um, will, you'll have to sign up uh, online. Uh, it'll be an add on to your competition event. So if you sign up for the competition, those that sign up for the competition will have first access to the shoot house is the way we think we're going to uh, do it. And then um, if the shoot house uh, squads do not completely fill up from competitors, then the additional slots will be open to general admission. Uh, guns and ammunition will be provided. Uh, I would suspect that there will be shotguns 
slugs, uh, slug shooting in the shoot house, uh, along with, uh, you know, SBRs of different uh, vendors and sponsors. Um, I bet there'll be a Galil. uh, I bet a Galil will be there. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. IWI (laughs) Galils uh, will be in there. Um, There'll be there'll be probably basically some of the sweetest AKs. Uh, completely tricked out all the way from uh, shotguns, PCCs, rifles. Yeah, um, that'll sell what out. It'll be, yeah, you, you'll you'll be able to squad up uh, on that, but the guns and ammunition will be provided. That way we don't have guys just walking around with uh, guns all over the entire range. So, <laughs> so here's one from Bruner1981. He says, what's everyone's favorite piece of gear to collect for AKs and why? Surplus mags, surplus pouches, furniture sets? question mark the guns themselves <laughs> i was gonna say yeah the, the gun <laughs> mags. i mean honestly mags are pretty cool yeah. they're so, say such a large variety i would say that's probably yeah the most collected i guess would be the magazines man I I, i've built up a huge collection of surplus chest rigs lately all the with Chinese chest rigs alone all the different types it's probably half a dozen type 81s type 56s uh, quite a few Davernoff chest rigs. I just really like gear based around the AK. I've, I've got chest rigs coming out of my ears. All, all the mag pouches, all of the stripper clip pouches that come with SKSs. I got a closet full of that stuff that I never use, but I just can't get enough of it. Just stockpiling it just in case because you never know. You just never know. Um, here's that VZ58 question uh, PNW Lead Slinger. If I bring a VZ58, will I be shunned or accepted at Clash Bash? I think we answered that. Uh, we, we may carve out some type of combog division at some point, but it's not really a high priority right now with the level of attendance we have. Yeah, Bird Brain Industries asked, he was the one asking, should there be a full auto division? And I think we addressed that too. No is the answer. Uh, there may not be a straight division. What we will uh, possibly is have some of uh, uh, those that uh, sign up for the division and then request afterwards, and then we can approve uh, you or not approve you with uh, shooting full auto. It's just a it's just a it's a safety concern, and uh, uh, the, those that run the event are we're responsible for every round downrange. Um, a single round goes over the berm. Uh, believe me, we will be uh, uh, taking a photograph of your driver's license and writing uh, the direction and caliber of and serial number of the firearm as it goes over the berm. <laughs> so <laughs> it's important not to send one over the berm, and those that do not know how to shoot full auto are likely going to send one over the berm. I mean, it's one of the rules. You have to be accountable for every round. That's right. So you got to know where it goes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's one of the major firearm rules, isn't it? You are accountable for, for every bullet. Uh, I got a question here from Eric Lindsay. He says... Uh, how have those 60-round quad stack mags, mags been working? Uh, so I got some American Tactical, the Schmeiser. Is that how you say that? Um, last year. And I've I've ran them a few times. Uh, I would say I've not run them more than six times. And are you guys familiar with these mags? I am. I mean, uh, I've not had good I, luck with them. I haven't used them. You haven't used them. You haven't. Is that what you said? I, I have used them. Yeah. I haven't had good luck with them. Yeah, it's the unfortunate thing is that is that there. It's just. It's. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's there's a lot going on there. 
Um, it seems to me like in competition, reliability is everything. So like oh, one malfunction, one malfunction, unless it's literally like a half second, you can fix it, ruins your entire match. So if you just if you just rock mags, thirty round mags, not even forties, reload on the move, and never have a malfunction, you're going to be way ahead than that one time that you have to completely drop your your mag. It shits all over the place. Then yeah. you're going, you know, unexpectedly having to go to your belt. Um, you know, like we, I don't even shoot drum mags and like D60s and three gun anymore, um, just because you know that one time it fucked me. It's not it's worth quicker like, to reload you know, than to deal with a so, malfunction. Yeah, reloads are reloads are the way way it's gonna go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like for instance, on the shoot house, it'll probably be a twenty-seven round uh, shoot house, and you'll get a thirty-round mag with a thirty-round backup. So unless you shoot accurately, you'll be having to uh, do a reload. Um. Which right there, uh, unless it's on the move, then you'll uh you'll be eating up some time. Right. <laughs> uh. So Eric, to answer your question, um not reliable at this point. I mean, I think they're getting close to, uh, to getting them right. But at this point in time, um, I would much rather, uh, do a reload, do two thirty round mags and then one of these 60 rounds, you know, a lot your life depends on too. You're talking about competition, but you know, your life depends on, uh, our gun running smooth and, and proficient as well. So, um, I would say no to these at this point. Um, just because of the of the malfunctions that I've had with them, the feed issues. Um, so, all right, sorry, go ahead. I wanted to get that done before I forgot. I think there's too many good RPK mags out there that are dead on balls reliable. 45 rounders, 40 rounders, and 50 and even 75 rounders that are all very reliable. All com block too if you stick with imports. Another thing too, you look at, uh, you know, Surefire did those um, – quad stack mags and they gave up on that years ago and that's government money coming in trying to figure it out that problem they couldn't do it so it's just the feed some there's they just can't get it to feed right i don't know yeah i mean you got four geometries coming up like that's a that's a lot of a lot of math that's a lot of stuff it's a lot of math yeah. <laughs> and <some> friction and <laughs> i think they need to throw more triangle designs in there that'll fix it triangles triangles fit, fix everything um clayco this is from Ryan Reisner. Do you know him? Maybe. Says, what is your favorite karaoke genre? Ooh, that's a good question. He must stalk me. Um, <laughs> I would say like uh, 80s, 80s, uh, probably like 80s club music. So like Rick James, uh, Talking Heads, stuff like that. Rick James, bitch. But, dude, if I'm drunk. <laughs> Give us some. Yeah. Give us right. a lick right I'll, quick. I'll Give us some Rick James. Like I said, if I'm drunk and the moon is just right, <laughs> Rick James will come out. I got you. I got you. You follow his Instagram long enough, the mood gets right a few times a week. It does. <laughs> uh, here's another one for Clay. Clay, uh, Clay. This is Clay Co. Shane Solomon. You know Shane? I know Shane. Okay. Says, I really like the look of your ZPAP M70 with the surplus handguards and JMAC folding stock. Is that the factory 16-inch barrel, or did you have it cut down to 14 pin weld the JMAC? Uh, that was a gun that I borrowed. That was just a factory 16-inch gun with a get standard 14-inch, 14 14-millimeter um, 14 thread, so I just threaded on a JMAC brake. That, that was all factory. 
had to take all that stuff off and give it right back to him. <laughs> You're like, damn it, <laughs> damn it. Um, are is did any of you guys jump on the social media to to look at any of the questions? Was there the one there in particular that you saw that you'd like to field? Uh, there was one I think that I don't think we fully covered having to do a clash bash from ESUM 87. It says, I've never been to a competition, but would love to attend clash bash. Can a competition rookie like me compete? What are the required, what's required to compete? I get that question on social media all the time about competition shooting. So, okay. Good question. I think that you need a gun. <laughs> you need a way to store your mags and then you need to sign up. Yeah. Show up. That's it. Yeah. We, we highly encourage those that do plan on uh, shooting you know, this match, if you're able to find one local to you in any way, shape or form, it's a good idea to try to get at least some uh, trigger time with some range commands at some type of local competition. Now, obviously, I know that's not always possible uh, with rifles, but even um, if USPSA, you can take a PCC out there now. Uh, so there's a lot of USPSA events, um, you know, all over the nation. You can't take PCCs to those. Um, but if you're able to not make a major competition, your very first competition, then that helps, but it's absolutely not required. Uh, we'll have friendly ROs. We'll do the best we can to um, have good uh, uh, range commands and, and, and help out those that are that are new. But at the same time, if you're able to be familiar with your rifle, familiar with range commands, that helps out tremendously, and it just makes you more comfortable. Have a good zero and know where your rifle hits at 100 yards That's as well. Right. That's right. With those two things... You guys What's that, Clay? You guys actually zero your guns before the match? <laughs> Don't do it on the clock. Who does that? <laughs> our, our, our that's what the first stage is for. Non-zero drive. Right. Get the clash match, and they're like, "Do you have anywhere I can zero my gun?" There's like probably a hundred people will ask that question. I'm like, "No, man. Like, what? Well, we we may try to find a, a zero bay, but know that if you do zero, have to zero at the match." It's not going to be an ideal zero. It'll be probably a 25-yard or something like that. Um, but know your rifle. Know where it hits and stuff like that. Other than that, come out with a good attitude, an open mind, and uh, we can pretty much get you through the match, man. There you go. Uh, and I, I, I asked this from another uh, question from another guy, from Bo McCowan, and I don't know. This may be the same guy, BMC three fifty. I bet he's the same guy. He wants to know what's new coming from from Dissident Arms. We got. Um, we, we're working on a couple of new projects. I mean, we've got a uh, an actual stamped uh, in shop Dissident Arms branded AK coming out um, soon. So we're working on that. Oh, he gone. Oh no, you're back. Uh, I'm <laughs> sharing my screen. Gotcha, gotcha. I went to your so, website. I was going to see if uh, there's something I needed so, to pull up while you were talking about it. No, that's not there yet. This is all brand new stuff. Oh, so, okay. So. Yeah, right now we do um, we do a ton of work on shotguns uh, and, and shotgun builds, manufacturer of, of AK shotguns. But the uh, the rifle, a lot of people requested rifle work from us, but we've we've turned that work away over. Uh, over time because we've focused mainly on shotguns. Um, this year we're finally fully staffed. Um, we've added uh, gunsmiths and um, have a, have a lot deeper crew now, and so we're wanting to bring rifles on as part of uh, our offerings. Um, so we will be uh, bringing to market a, a stamped uh, AK rifle and 762 by 39 and in 556. 
um, they'll they'll be kind of our general formula, meaning that they'll be completely raced out. Um, they'll come with all the very best parts in the industry, uh, plus uh, those that we manufacture ourselves and others um, that we use from from uh, guys that uh, other vendors that have quality parts. Um, but that you know we won't do huge numbers in them. But at the same time, that's kind of not our formula. But yeah, be on the lookout for a stamped AK from Dissonant Arms. Um, and also, we're making a, you know, we've been working on the AK PCCs for some time, but the that's a big push for us this year. Uh, the nine millimeter platform uh, AK, they're just stupid soft shooting, stupid reliable, and we finally have a fully uh, well developed uh, line of parts for uh, the AK nine millimeters. Yeah, there's some of them are right there. Um, so that's another uh, huge thing for us right now. Yeah, incredibly reliable guns. I mean, we had a demo gun out there this week, last weekend. I think it went through 198 or 192 shooters, um, not one hiccup. I mean, it was eating some dirt ammo and all sorts of stuff. So we introduced we introduced the AK platform to a lot of nice. guys that own no AK at all. So they'll they're total AR guys, um, and then so they get introduced to the AK typically from us through a shotgun or a nine millimeter, and then now that they see um, us being involved with AK competitions. A lot of them have reached out to us about uh, our Galil Ace uh, builds, uh, which are also uh, quite popular. Um, but then we, we just really wanted to bring a, one of our our own AKs to market. So we'll be building those up from 80% receivers, again, in 5.56 and in uh, 7.62x39 this year. Oh, nice. Very nice. Can't wait for those. I mean, you guys and, do you two guys do art. You're artists. These things are absolutely beautiful. Well, it's it's function first, then then form. You know, I mean, it's you know, we want our shit to look cool, but it's gotta it's gotta work. I mean, for us, it's about how fast you can operate it um, in the most reliable that that balance between reliability and and racing. You know, so yeah. and then you gotta look good kicking people's ass. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Got to put your own little flair to it, right? Dude, I always think about it like top field dragsters. You know, they've all got awesome liveries and, you know, sponsors. And uh, I, I always think that these super outlandish, crazy race guns just for, they honestly remind me of like NASCARs and top field dragsters. Just the crazy, the, the crazier they look, the better. It totally fits the theme. It's like they said, it's like F1 at that level. Yeah. It almost makes sense to have a super sick, wild paint job like that. That's right. Um, and, you know, we'll, that's that's our background again. Again, is you know the competition side of things, and and so, you know, it, it, we like it. So we let people choose on the majority of our firearms and the elite model. You you get to pick your own color. Uh, you can upgrade to camos and uh, other candy schemes, um, but you know, letting that the customer uh, pick their configuration and pick their their mm -hmm. colors really helps. Uh, helps. Uh, yeah, so that's a KS twelve eleven point seven eight inch shotgun right there so it's, we kept that one rock and lock so it still takes sega style mags yeah that's beautiful beautiful work to so you guys go to their website dissidentarms.com uh and you can uh, check out all their their firearms there love it is that a mission first tactical stock, that stock? it is those uh those two guns went to uh uh the uh, yeah the movie uh training day it's a no, no, it went to a movie uh, that's going to be released in. Uh, no, it's going to be released in on Netflix. I think uh, later this year uh -huh. called Day Shift. Uh, it's with Jamie Fox, um, Snoop Dogg's in it. Uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg. A couple other people are in it. Yeah, yeah. So it looks 
those will be on the big screen here later this year too. <laughs> nice, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. It may look like a shotgun, but, but hopefully it's actually... the uh, the actors won't pull him yeah. like Baldwin. Well, yeah. it, no, hopefully not. But it actually on the uh, on the movie poster, I think it has like wooden stakes on the side of it, like it shoots stakes and shit. I, I think oh, that's is funny. this a vampire movie? Probably gonna be like a vampire movie. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> All right, let's do some giveaways. How about how about that? Let's do some giveaways. So, yep. uh, we've got a Seal One uh, CLP Complete Gun Care Kit Plus that we're going to be giving away from Seal One. You go to SealOne.com, use the code Leadhead, get twenty five percent off. Uh, this stuff is great for uh, corrosion protection. So great for you AK owners that shoot that corrosive ammo. This will be perfect for you. Uh, but any Firearm cleaning in general, seal one is is great. You guys ever use this? I can get you, send you some if you're interested. I've not used that before. Well, make sure I get your info and I'll uh, I'll send you some. Send you guys some of this. Uh, so let's pick a winner for this. I'll go through here. Any of the questions that I asked stand out? Um, Mm. That I've already asked. We still got tons that I haven't asked, but our webpage is still up. I didn't know if you wanted us to remind you to go back. Oh, thank you. Yes. Okay. Good call. I thought I, I thought I heard you say something like that. I did because I was sitting there holding this up and nobody could see it because of the, the screenshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah here it is. Okay. Good job. Still one, was still one. I like it. I like it when you listen. That's awesome. So do you guys have a, a pick in mind? Uh, being from Arizona, I got to go with Armas Bravas and the, the taco truck question because okay. we're fat kids out here and we like tacos. Very good. I oh, love yeah. tacos. And what what's his name? On Instagram, it's Armas underscore Bravas. Okay, there he is. Armas Bravas. And this goes for any anybody who's winning something. Email me, talkinglead at gmail.com. Let me know what you won and this episode and of course i'll need your contact info to be able to send it to you so this goes for everybody who wins today so email talking at gmail.com armis bravis you won the seal one complete gun care kit clp very cool uh next prize we've got you guys are giving away some awesome prizes we got uh dissident arms is going to be giving away i think that's why i left up the thing because i wanted to show that website for what you guys are going to be going talk about what you're giving away today uh so with the ak safety something that uh you know uh, operating without some kind of extension on it uh, is definitely a slower way of disengaging the safety and getting on the on the, the trigger and so we um manufacture a uh, aluminum uh, safety extension uh it's we call it our ray safety extension and it it allows you to operate the safety with your strong hand without uh, removing your hand from the grip whatsoever. Uh, those that, that are uh, right-handed operate it with their top of their hand, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then the those that are left-handed operate it actually with their thumb. So you just tune the safety slightly lighter on the detent. And then the, those that are left-handed can operate it with their thumb. It's, it's super fast. And you can install it on the safety that's currently on your gun. So there's no need, as long as you have a, a proper safety engagement uh, uh, on your trigger, then you uh, then basically you just add this to the safety that you have and you're good to go. Sure. Okay. And uh, do you guys want to pick the winner for that? 
I, the first one, we're going to give out five of them. Oh, the wow. First one, okay. I want the Joker 6981 to have one because he's the guy that doesn't have an AK. But I know how I am with gun parts, and if I have one part, I got to build a gun. You're you're the devil. <laughs> you're evil. I love it. There you go, Joker. Good job, buddy. Joker six nine eight one. You won one of the AK race safety extensions from Dissident Arms. Nice. Next one. Who do you want? All right, um, Clay. You pick your winner next, so I can uh, so I can take a look at your down. Uh, first, uh, we're giving away five third pin threads, uh, AK outline hats of, uh, of various colors. Here we uh, go. Let's see. See, I got one there. Where are the lids? Under lids. Here we go. Yeah. So we're going to five so, third pin hats. Colors. We'll do Eason. That's we'll the one you got on AK right there. Principles. Yeah, the, lime, the tangerine, the lime, that uh, neon yellow is my favorite. So I think the first one. Should go to a Peeman three hundred one. He wanted to know who was the weirdest attendee at Clash Bash, and uh, he had a couple people definitely second that. I thought that was a great question. Absolutely. So Peeman, email me. You won the hat, one of the third pin hats, and they're one size fits all. So he's got a big melon too. So he'll need he'll need the biggest you got. <laughs> all right. There's there's one hat you're going to give away. You, did you find your other winner for the safety? Tongue for twisting. He's he's asked a lot of questions, so he uh, looks like he was uh, wanting to be involved, and we like that. Awesome. I mean, participation. That's what it's all about. Our listeners, they, right. they will participate. So, tongue for twisting, the uh, dissident arms race uh, safety extension. All right, we're gonna go back to another hat. We we'll go back. We'll just play ping pong here. We'll go back and forth. I think uh, the next one should go to AKM Archer with his question about uh, can't wait to go this year. It's his favorite weekend of the year and how he really wants Occam Defense and Lefty to, to come this year. <laughs> and he's also really looking forward to those talking lead Speedos that we uh, – Oh, Lord. Don't encourage him. Earlier, Don't encourage really him. Get paid. <laughs> okay. So AKM Archer, you have won a lid from Third Pin. Email me. Let's let uh, Neil pick one. Yeah. Pick, Let's see here. Pick, <clears throat> pick the next pin safety or uh, safety extension. Well, I mean, once, once I write my book, the lefty keeps thinking I have, then I'll have something <laughs> to give away. But yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you wrote a book. You need to. I should, but I definitely haven't written one yet. <laughs> you start on your next uh, boat trip. It was bad. Like last time I was on here, everyone's like giving away books, and he, I was like, I, I got nothing. I'm an accountant. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe it's a book you read a, from somebody else. Can, you can give it away. Can we gift things to people whose questions we didn't ask? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's eligible. I just you okay. know, we don't have time to go through everybody's and right. Facebook and Instagram. And if you guys reposted this and you got questions on your sites too, those are eligible. Okay. Uh, I had one on here. I'm trying to figure out who it was. Ah, um, oh, here we go. Ryan Reisner on Instagram was, what's the best AK setup to be competitive at Clash Bash? Um, it's the one you bring because that's the one you're most familiar with. So I'll answer that question real quick before we give him something. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, whatever gun you're comfortable with. Like, I've I've shot heavy. I've shot light. I've shot belt feds. It's all a good time. Like, whatever you want to – whatever you can bang with, bring it. Um, Sweet. Just not full auto. 
<laughs> yes, don't don't do that. That I would not. I honestly would not recommend it if you had it. Honestly, because yeah. it's really expensive. It'd really be a, fast. Yeah, that's right going to be a disadvantage too. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, that was what was his name? Ryan Reisner. Reason? Yes, sir. On Instagram. On Instagram. There you go. So that was for the extension, safety extension. So is that four of those? Yeah. Okay. I think, or is that three? I don't know. I lost count. <laughs> I lost count. I was going back I and forth. So you guys started, and then we went to Clay, and then we went to you, and then we went to Clay. And then you went to Neil, so that is three. Okay. Yeah. Three. There you go. Let's go back. Let's do a, a hat. Let's do another hat. All right. I've got a Mustang Perry. We actually didn't answer his question. But uh, it was a good KB question. Mustang Perry said, what has been the most impressive thing you've ever seen at Kalash Bash? Um, Interesting. I think there's a tie. Uh, it both happened last year. Number one was Neil shooting the entire match with a belt-fed PKM. Uh, that was pretty freaking impressive. And the uh, the other flip side would probably be the the borderline rave that broke out at the campsite at the DJ booth. That was totally not intentional, and it was awesome <laughs> to see that pop off. So it's a tie between those, and I can't pick. But he definitely gets a hat. Very cool. Mustang Perry, you win a, a third pin hat. All right. Did you guys have another one for the safety extension? Um. How about Eric Lindsay? Or is that a double one? Uh, I don't think he's won anything yet. Facebook. Okay, good. There you go, Eric Lindsay from your from Facebook. Oh, okay, you're on Facebook. Gotcha, Eric. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, he was the one that asked the uh, sixty round quad stack. Okay, that's right. Yep. Very cool. So, Eric, you won the Dissident Arms safety extension race safety extension. And are we hat? This four? Oh, yes, this is hat number four. I like uh, Esum underscore 87. He asked a few questions. The one in particular, I think we brought it up. He said he's never been to a competition but would love to attend KB. Can a competition rookie like me compete? What are the what are the what is required to compete? I think we kind of talked about earlier just the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. But you know, good attitude, a gun, a way to hold mags, zero your gun, but just the willingness to get out there and not be scared and just do it. Get past, I think a lot of people have a hard time getting past that. Yeah, A lot of people are uh, intimidated. There's nothing to be intimidated. This is actually a great match to have as your first match uh, because it's not that intimidating. Um, I think you should get a hat for that. Okay, very good. Now also keep in mind I've got a 10-pack of U.S. Palm mags to give Ooh. away. And then we're also giving away from Mission First Tactical. That's why I was asking you if that was a Mission First Tactical uh, buttstock. They're one of our sponsors. They make these awesome dump trays. I think I'm sharing my screen still, aren't I? Yep. Let me stop. There you go. They make these awesome dump trays that are good for just dumping your pockets out at night, putting everything on there, or I use them for uh, my gunsmithing. So when I'm cleaning my guns or taking stuff apart, guns apart, I put them in there. And this is this ink is injected in there, so that's not on the top. It's not on the surface. That's in there. That's not going to be scratching off. Uh, so we're going to be giving away one of these as well uh, to a lucky listener. And if you guys would like one of these, let me know, and I'll send one to you too. 
just as a thank you for being on the the show from mission first time uh so we got one more safety and one more hat is that right yep Yep. and then a 10 pack and and this all right go next who wants to go so i got a question here from gordon um Gordon Lightfoot. Over Walter. He's, he asked if we were going to, well, what is the most common pistols used by AK fanboys? But his the question I want to get to is, will Kalash Bash feature any stages involving pistol shooting? And that's going to be a negative. Uh, but you get a safety extension for asking that question. <laughs> for being brave <laughs> enough to ask. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I like uh, it. Uh, Who was it? Gordon? Gordon Over Holzer. Okay, so if you want to shoot a pistol, come shoot three gun. That's you right. Can shoot AK shotgun, AK rifle, and a Makarov if you want to be that guy. There you go. That's right. We're going to visit one of the vendor booths. You could visit one of the vendor booths and shoot them there. Yeah, that's actually yes, that's correct. Yeah. All right. Last hat. Last hat's got to go to a question that we didn't answer. I think it's uh, a good one to end on that we can all chime in on. Uh, this is Bailey Mueller. Eight zero okay. Bailey Mueller eighty. What's next for Clash Bash and similar events? Are there any plans to expand to more places, or is it more fun for the AK community to make the pilgrimage to Texas each year? Um, I know uh, Mike and Lan are doing a uh, falling steel challenge every month here uh, locally. So if you want to see those guys and shoot with them, they're always doing something. Uh, we do our little Christmas event, Kalashmas, in uh, December. That may or may not continue to be a thing. But as far as expanding to other events, I know I lie up and I, I lie awake at night, waking, thinking about what's the next event. I want to do something that AR guys are welcome to come to. I want I want to do events all year long. That's really my end goal. Uh, problem is, everyone at this table has day jobs and families, and it KB takes a big chunk of our lives to do. So if it doesn't uh, drive us crazy. I know we definitely want to do other things, but what I'll leave you with is you really don't need us to do anything else. There's shit, what, six other huge AK events going on in this country throughout the entire year, just to name a few Red October, Kalashnikov, Thunder on the Tundra, uh, Red October East Coast. Um, there's uh, Palmetto States Armory, uh, AK Masters. There's a ton happening all over the country. And that's honestly what I'd rather I, – I, I like seeing that. I like other people doing that all across the country different times of the Did year you where you don't Kalash have Tober? to drive. Right. You don't have to drive all the way to Kalash Bash and hope that we do it four times a year as much as I would love to. Uh, but if you do, I'm telling you, we have guys that will carpool for miles and drive two days to get here, and that's kind of part of the fun. But other things are happening elsewhere, and we support all those events, and I'm glad that they're all happening. Yeah, and our our good buddy Ken Allen, Ken Allen Trailing, they put on one up uh, in his That's neck right. of the woods Kla- Is it Kalashtober? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think that's what he calls it. It's like a AK-based training event. Yeah, I'm getting them all mixed up in my head right now. But, yeah, Ken's been on several times. Uh, Leadheads are familiar with Ken. He's a good dude. Uh, we just had him on, and we talked about ballistics. Uh, he's been doing some testing uh, and shooting ballistics in different building materials and uh, recording the data, and it's been it was a pretty interesting show. Um, all right, so that, who was that? He went to the last hat? I believe it was Bailey Mueller. Okay. Eight Z- Very good. 
All right, uh, and then the tray. I think I want to give the tray to. I saw him on here. He asked, "Where is he at? Is it the ping golfer?" I think ping ping golfer seventy one on on uh, Instagram. What is the minimal length barrel SM six two should be shot? Uh, from for maximum performance after hearing ken allen talk about how effective the 762 is against vehicles it makes me ponder the length of a decent ak truck gun thanks so um i mean if you're gonna do a truck gun you know do the do the short barrel you don't want a full length in your truck i mean of course they do have the folding stuff too but anytime the longer the barrel the more accurate it's going to be you're gonna get better performance out of it. The barrel with the folding stock would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And seven six two by three nine, as Angel of Dunn says, magic starts to happen around ten and a half inches. So that's really good. That's what she said. Yeah, the seven six two by thirty nine, it, it lends itself to some shorter barrels uh, than you know a five five six does. So you're good with anything, uh, anything honestly with the in seven six two by thirty nine. That's you know in the short realm. Uh, so the great thing about this is you can get custom. You can custom print on these. Okay. So you upload your image or what? You, uh, yeah, you can, you can upload your image and they'll print anything that you want on them. All right. They can do that with their holsters. They can do it with their magazines. They don't have AK mags yet, but they have AR. They've got really good AR mags. So you can get stuff printed on your magazines. It's all at Mission First Tactical. Use the code LEADHEAD. You're going to get 20% off. If you guys are interested in doing something, let me know, and I'll hook you up with uh, – I'll get you in touch with them. That's good. That's good. Thanks, yeah. This is uh, awesome, awesome stuff. All right, and then the the, the mags, the 10-pack of mags of uh, U.S. Palm mags, which I don't have one handy. They're all back there. Everybody knows what a U.S. Palm mag looks like. So. Yep. I'm going to go to Facebook for this winter. And I'm going to go with Shane Solomon. And Shane asks, I love the show, Lefty. I look forward to every episode and love what you guys are doing. Do you think you can do another episode with Niels Gravelius? Uh, yes, we have been trying to get Niels back on. Uh, he's like a savant with uh, Eastern Bloc, Com Block weapons. Uh, he, we did one with him on the Valmet. Uh, very, very interesting. He, he knows a lot about the Valmet. Uh, so there you go, Shane. You have won the 10-pack of U.S. Palm Mags. All you winners, shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com. Let me know what you won, uh, reference this episode, and we'll need your uh, contact info. And then I'll just forward it on to you guys, and then you can just you can send it on to our winners. So there we go. Great episode. I appreciate you guys taking the time to be on. Clay. Lan, Mike, Neil, uh, it's been awesome. Did we cover everything that you wanted to cover? Is there anything else you want to say about Kalash Bash or Dissident Arms or crabbing? You missed the whole... <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, we got to talk about the bullpup. Yeah. we. Awesome. So this was one of the reasons why I wanted to have Neil on. So, uh, when did it start as high fast, Neil? Uh, so this is uh, a Romanian kit build uh, that Mario Lee Armory did for me. Um, 
And then this chassis is actually built here locally in Phoenix. Um, it's CBRS, I want to say. Yeah, hold it up. We want gun it's, porn. So, I mean, this is, I mean, it, it's like, it, it reminds me a lot of the Starship Trooper rifle. Um, what's cool about this specifically is I wanted a kit that I didn't have to like butcher a gun that I could never revert back to being a normal AK if I really hated this thing, which I'm still on the line if I hate it or love it. Um, you can't use the irons at all. Like they're still there, but you cannot get your face down low enough. Um, it's really fickle with mags, but everyone's like, oh, you can't get mags in and out, you know? So here's a different one. This one's been kind of blued. Index on the on the pistol grip, rock in and you're good. Surprisingly, it works. Which mags uh, does it not work with? It, it, it's fickle. Um, it works with some Bakelites, doesn't like others. Works with some G, uh, GI mags or surplus mags, doesn't work with others. Uh, does not like polymer mags. So if you had this and you won that uh, US Palm mags, you would not be able to use it in this gun. Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awkward. It's weird. Um, I love it. 16 inch <laughs> barrel. Six, uh, yep, 16 inch barrel. Um, it has an integrated compensator which um, is dubious in its design and function, but uh, it makes a giant flash, which is kind of fun. Um, this <laughs> piece right here is actually also removable with more pick rail underneath. Um, and then you have your standard fire control group and your safety in the rear. It comes with a little knob that was right here um, that's supposed to have been a safety. Um, I didn't like it. It cut in my hand and it, it's, it worked about 30% of the time. So I was like, we'll just get rid of that and trust what's going on in the back here. But I mean, it's it's a typical AK, right? You index, rock, lock. There's nothing typical about that. <laughs> and uh, charge it just like you would normally. Are you gonna run that at Kalash Bash? Yeah, Neil, you don't have a hair on your ass if you don't bring that. To <laughs> I dare you. I mean, this this would be open, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah I mean, you're right. any iron sights. <laughs> right. Yeah. Red dot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I'll just show up and, and turn money into noise and have a good time. That's kind of my MO now. <laughs> Are there, is that a railed? Is that railed? Uh, in the front it is. So there's a, a lot of this is um, manufactured out of, what's it called? I want to say Delrin. It's like some, you know, um, you can kind of machine like a kind of a polymer. Mm -hmm. uh, but this front end and this top rail is, is metal, but the rest of it's sort of a polymer um, aluminum mix. I was gonna say you could uh, you could get the those irons that Occam makes. They make a really nice set of iron sights that go on Pictine rail. Yeah, I don't think um, this will get low enough. I have those on my Glial Gen too because um, they were some my Occam rifle, and I swapped them over when I did a red dot. And those irons are fantastic. Yeah, uh, but I don't think they'll be high enough for something like this because even with this low. with Eotech, it's still like you're. You're just there. You can't really get any. Still at the top of the thing, yeah. Unity riser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Unity riser for iron. So what did you name it? Um, I haven't named it yet because I haven't really um, decided on what iteration to keep it in. So did you did you design that or did the guy that you sent it to, you just like here, put something together? Oh, yeah. It, it, it was a pre-existing chassis that they had that I think they probably made four or five of. Oh, okay. They're, there's not many of them out there. Um, I've never seen another one in person. I've saw the only other, like even in videos and pictures, I've only seen their their test, their yeah. testing ones. So you, you got to keep it just for that reason. 
Right. It's, and it's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's, it's a like unicorn, spray paint man. It to make it like some Syrian summer, uh, you know, desert color. And then you need to send it to it. Dissident and let them put their twist on it, too. Yeah, I think they're a little better than than that because I if I showed up my shop, I'd be like, um, why? <laughs> <laughs> this one this one customer had us put a uh, a Vepper Magwell on a Kalashnikov Sega twelve, and what? we actually uh, sorted out a lot of the 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 issues with it, so to speak. But we made uh, the the Kalashnikov Sega twelve take. Uh, Straight insert Vepper mags, and so <laughs> unfortunately, wow. one of our most yeah, yeah, I hate to say it, it's one of the biggest posts we've ever had because bullpups just get weird. They get a lot of likes. It's just they're like drum mags and bullpups. You know, right. they shouldn't yeah. really exist, but they do exist, and people <laughs> love them. They're unicorns, man. It's when people see them, they just go yeah. nuts. I love bullpups. Yeah. So you put them. a drum in a bullpup, so you're like your whole underneath your entire arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. tumor. It's not a tumor. It's my drum mag. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for reminding me about that. Yeah, I was. I would have been kicking myself in the ass. We'd had to do a whole other show just for the bullpup there, which which we still may do. I don't know. You I'm sure know. I can find a couple other ones to to demonstrate for everybody. Very good. Very good. Guys, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be on. I know the Leadheads are going to enjoy this episode. Uh, can't wait to get it out. Make sure you go and support those that sponsor this show, Century Arms, presenting sponsors of the Talking Lead Podcast. Uh, we'll get them on soon. I know they got uh, a lot of things that they want to update you guys on. Uh, Andrew, our good buddy Andrew, we'll probably get him on hopefully the next episode. Uh, but until then, go to their social meds, go to their website, and uh, let them know how much you appreciate them stepping up and making this season four possible for you leadheads. Factory 47, you want to get our AK corner logo, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, the mug I've been drinking from uh, tonight. Uh, and then their, their AK specialty apparel they have, they've got hats, pretty much any of the brands, uh, they've got them there. Uh, AK, it's a factory 47 with a K F A K T O R Y 47.com. Use the code leadhead. You get 10% off at factory 47. Uh, and of course our good buddies over at IWI us, Jeremy and the gang, um, trying to get him on. We want to talk about some of their other non, um, kind of AK ish weapons. We talked about the Galil. We talked about the Uzi, but I want to talk about their Tavors and their, uh, that new pistol that they've got. Um, it's not the Jericho, is it? Is it the Jericho? Masada. The Masada, yes, the Masada. And and they've got an AR. They've got an AR now, so we're trying to get Jeremy on to to talk about those. Uh, But until then, go and inundate him with with messages and and emails and tell him to get his ass on here because we want to hear from him. Uh, Seal 1, for all your gun cleaning, complete gun care kit at Seal 1, CLP, green engineered, Safe, non-toxic. This stuff smells good too. Uh, sometimes I'll dab a little bit behind my my ears there before I go out. But uh, seal1.com, use code LEADHEAD, and you're going to get uh, 25% off at Seal 1. And Defiant Munitions, boom, boom. You want to get some good quality ammo for any of your firearms. Uh, they've got... 556 223 762 with 39 308 
we were talking about some 3030s and and different kind of ammos like that that they're coming out with. Defiant Munitions, go to their website, use the code all caps leadhead, and you're gonna get 10% off there. One of our questions had to do with brass versus steel too. Um, and did you guys want to address that with an AK specifically, the brass versus the steel? Just use steel. Yeah, I mean, so uh, most most likely it's gonna uh, during the injection process it's gonna fuck up the brass anyway. And so, and I mean, unless I'm not sure why you were getting it, unless you thought you were gonna reload it, it's not that it's gonna feed any better. Um, and even some of the brass, like imported stuff, is actually corrosive. So I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's not necessarily better just because it's brass. Most yeah. AKs beat the shit out of yeah. AKs designed around a, a, a steel case ammunition, so there's really no reason not to shoot it. And another question that they that I remember now that I wanted to ask you guys, I can't remember who asked it, um, but they were the seven six two round itself. AK or like those CMMG mutants or an AR seven six two, which platform do you think performs better with the the seven six two but three nine round? Oh, you know, a, a long stroke piston that was designed designed for that was, um, was designed around the round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it, yeah, I mean the exact, I mean exactly right. The the seven six two by thirty nine. I don't know if it was the very first gun it was in but i mean it, they shot it out of the rpd um which is another type of long stroke piston um it's just a it's a it's a heavy round that uh, uh you know is relatively soft shooting and then that it's you know the ammunition obviously is heavier when you carry it and so forth because of the weight of the bullet but sure. the, the weight of that ammunition um means a lot whenever you're <laughs> whenever your enemy's standing behind something yeah so uh, you know uh, and good. it lends itself I'm sorry. Right. I've I've had good success. I built a, a 7.62 AR just because I acquired a barrel. It's like you said, if you've got the part, then <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do something with it. So I was like, I can't just let this barrel not be used. So I built uh, an an AR version of 7.62 by 3.9, and it's it's been doing really well. And I'm using brass out of it. Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, and and that's a different you know gas system and everything. So. Um, yeah, and that, that, uh, and does that does that exact one take a real AK mag, or does it take one of the uh, converted? Uh, no, AR this mags? is no, this is a uh, yeah AR converted AR mag. Yeah, it's not one of those mutants, one of those hybrid things. I've never shot one of those. Well, I won't say I've never shot one. I've never put like a lot of trigger time behind one of those. Um, the good thing about those is they don't mutants. go through extractors like. Uh, a typical 7.62 AR upper that just uses oh, a regular right. AR, uh, AR bolt. The post sample that we have goes through extractors. You can get nice. like seven mags through it, and then it'll shred the extractor. I think LMT and Colt make a really nice 7.62 by 3.9 bolt that won't do that, but that's one of the flaws unless you kind of beef it up to like a 308 bolt, like a AR-10, which is what CMMG does. Yeah. Um, we love 7.62 by 39. It can absolutely be shot out of a lot of different platforms. Uh, Look at that. So, yeah. Mike, is that a standard AK mag? Um, this this one actually is the CZ uh, red mag, uh, 762 by 39 mag. It's a straight insert, but uh, it was a Haga Defense. Haga Defense makes a uh, a lower fork where you can do rock and lock AK mag straight into it. 
Okay. That's why I was so I was confused. I saw it. I was like, "There's no way he did that." Yeah. <laughs> so this is their proprietary mag. Um, it pushes straight in. Uh, this is the the Brent 2S, which is the military version with a monolithic upper. Uh, beautiful. The uh, like French Special Forces use it in 762 by 39, but it's originally a 556 five, gun. Yep. Yeah. Um, this one uh, also 762 by 39. Uh, Swiss. Oh, you guys had one of those. I five three R. That actually takes like almost any AK mag under the sun. Uh, will fit in this gun right here. Um, so yeah, seven sixty by thirty nine is an awesome round. But I mean, it's originally it, it can lend itself into a ton of different platforms. But I mean, it's obviously the, uh, the original platform is still, in my opinion, the best one for for that particular round. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. got in a bad uh, habit of collecting uh, quite a few guns, 760 by 39, so we got a little bit of everything. <laughs> Dude, I got to borrow that SIG. I had no clue you had one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is yep. a movie rock, as they say. All right, man, got go, show our, go show our guests some love. Let them know how much you appreciate them being on this uh, episode of the Tiny Lady AK Corner, and maybe we'll be lucky enough to get them back on. Definitely, we should uh, do like a recap after Kalash Bash and just do a follow up and talk about how how well everything went and hopefully I'll, uh, I'll get to go. But again, give your give your contact info, your websites, all that real quick. Dissonantarms.com uh, uh, website. Um, you can see us on uh, social media, uh, Instagram, Dissonant Arms. Same thing with uh, Facebook, Dissonant Arms. So we're most active on Instagram. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Clayco47, spelled with a K, on YouTube. Make a ton of AK contents on there and uh, Instagram. And if you want to learn more about Clash Bash, you can also find Clash Bash on Instagram and Facebook or go to the website, ClashBashTexas.com. And Third Pin. And Third Pin Threads if you like uh, AKs on your shirts and your hats. We put AKs on shirts and hats. Very good. <laughs> and you've got a you've got a deal on last year's uh, Kalash Bash. You got a fire sale going on on those T-shirts. Yeah, if you actually didn't go, if you were a jabroni, didn't go, but you want a front that you did, we still have a few uh, shirts left over on the website right now. Very good. And and Neil can be sta- still found at the Combat Accountant on the Grams for now. That's correct. We're going to change it to the uh, crab, combat, combat Crab Hunter. We'll come I'm up with over a bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the combat crabbers. Like something with that, I think would be a good yeah. branding change. Oh yeah, <laughs> sweet shirt with that that theme going on right there. Today, so yeah. have a crab with dual AKs or something. A theme. There's the possibilities are endless. <laughs> All right, leadheads. Until the next episode of the AK Corner, get out there and shoot and enjoy your Second Amendment rights. Okay, 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 simmer down, simmer down. I know that I didn't give away the primary arms optic like I said I was going to, but that's not true because I am giving it away. But you're gonna have to earn this because this is a really nice optic, really nice prize put up by Primary Arms and our good buddy Ken Ross, who's been on the show several times. So I wanna have a little fun with Ken and you lead heads are gonna help me do this. So I want you to go to his Instagram account and his Instagram account is at Crosstac, K-R-O-S-S-T-A-C. That's Ken Ross's 
Instagram account. It's his personal account. So I want you to go there. I want you to follow him. And then I want you to pick one of his posts that he's done. And in the comments section on that, I want you to do hashtag AK Corner. And that's corner with a K, not a C, guys. Talking Lead AK Corner. So hashtag AK Corner, hashtag Talking Lead, hashtag Ken Ross Boss. That's all I want you to put. Hashtag AK Corner, hashtag Talking Lead, hashtag Ken Ross Boss. K-E-N-R-O-S-S-B-O-S-S. But you got to follow him also, so make sure you follow him. And then I want you to take one of his posts. It could be that post or another one of his posts, and I want you to share it to your page, to your Instagram page. And then use those same hashtags, hashtag AK Corner, hashtag Talking Lead, hashtag Ken Ross Boss. And then I want you to tag us at Talking Lead, and then tag Ken at Crosstack, and then tag Primary Arms at Primary Arms Online is their Instagram account, okay? So real simple, real easy to do. Got to put a little work into it, but this is a $370 optic, guys. It's a really nice optic. It's the Primary Arms GLX 2X Prism with the ACSS CQB M5762 but 39 reticle uh, with their auto live. So it was really cool of Ken to put this up. Really cool of Primary Arts to put this up. Want to have a little fun with Ken. You guys help me out. And the ones that do this to the T, you're going to be eligible to win it. And I'll make the announcement on the next Talking Lead AK Corner. So get busy, have fun, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Out.